You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. All right. What's up? What's up? Uh, so let's, we're going to try this again uh, with us making our big epic comeback because it's been a hot minute since we have gotten together. Uh, when was our first comeback? I don't know. We had like two or three of them, but like so did Jay-Z. So like, what's wrong with that? You know? So, so what album are we on? We're we're on whichever one that the four forty four or whatever the one I never listened to. Okay, the one okay. that the <laughs> one, it's a bad that's a bad note to start off. Every with. no, everyone else listened to it. I just didn't listen to it. Right, right. But it was the one that came after Lemonade. Like Beyonce did Lemonade, and she was like, "You ain't shit." And then Jay Z was like, "I'm not shit, but like I'm your shit." And then he like released his own album that kind of apologized, but also like said a miracle's races or something. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I remember the music video. Yeah. yeah, he did a couple of music videos for that one. I think. Yeah, so we're in that phase. We're just still like making money and fucking doing big things. I feel like we ha- we have not blown up enough to 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 reach the post the post narrative album. I think we're probably like we're, we're we're in like the gray album area where like you know somebody's remixing us with the Beatles and like uh, <laughs> you know, like we're, we're 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 still growing in popularity and niche see, niche. Uh, you can live there. I'm gonna I'm gonna live in in the Jay Z era because manifestation. Okay. Manifestation is my destination. That's so I'm going to, I just invented that right now. I like that. That's good. So which one of us is Beyonce and which one is Jay-Z? I'm I'm obviously Beyonce. Um, (laughs) Dead. (laughs) I am the Renaissance. But okay. So right before we were getting ready to start this, I went, I got like a Reddit uh, update because now I'm on Reddit all the time because I'm that type of person. They also but, send like like they send the emails now. Did you start getting their emails? That's what it was. It was an email, right? An email. But it was, do you know what you're what it is you're eating? And that's all it said. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be about like food or something. Like, do you know what's inside of like I don't know, you know, some food item that's very popular. But the post is all of impossible meats processing plants are adjacent to major Planned Parenthood abortion centers and a FedEx distribution center. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Watch for impossible burgers to now be only available in states where abortion is still legal. Yes, I said that. <laughs> what a bold claim. That is wild. Is that a theory? Oh, um, well, I mean, the whole like reusing baby fetuses for all sorts of stuff is the theory. So why, why not food? I thought why I get, not impossible burgers. That is sick. That is okay. That's wild. Like I understood the religious people who are like, you know, I'm not for this because religion said that I can cheat on my wife and my husband and do drugs, be an alcoholic, be a crackhead, cuss people out and do all of that stuff and still be forgiven. But uh, if you ever have, you know, when it comes to choice and <laughs> those things, we did not move on or homosexuality, we did not move on. Uh, but I, this is not religion. This is like straight up science fiction theories over here. People are yeah. obviously dragging them, but I just saw that and that was so shocking to me. The real question, and, and you don't have to answer this. This is going to out you uh, in some way, but is what, what, uh, subreddit did you, see that post on that's the real question 
are Republicans. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it was on our. It was on Facepalm. Oh yeah, that's so it wasn't. It's intentional to fuck them up. I should have known it was going to be something crazy. Yeah, that's so funny. That's well, wild. A, there's a there's this guy. I, I don't have enough information about this to do it justice, but he's a he's a blogger. I think he has like a e-commerce business, but he's been talking about how like the oil, all the oil in impossible foods and like all that vegan stuff is like really bad for people. And he's like, you should only eat meat. Like, like he's like, meat is way better. Yeah. But they put weird shit in meat too. We're not eating the meat straight out of a cow. Like we're not cutting the cow open and then getting it fresh on the table. Once the like butcher has slaughtered this animal, we it's going through processing plants full, just like the impossible meat is. Yeah, it got a bunch of preservatives and shit in it too. So, yeah, like, what are you the, the, talking the about? The connection there is the processing of the food. It's like that's the problem. We're gonna find out that they're processing impossible meat in the same fucking factory as regular meat, and that's what's gonna be the kicker. Oh, yeah, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we fooled y'all," or it's, maybe it's made out of humans, but it wouldn't be babies. It would be like black people, if anything. Oh my god, the way the way America is set up and heading. <laughs> It would, we'd find out they're they're you know chopping us up and turning us into impossible meat. Yeah, because they want to get like our extra strength or something. You know. Yeah, I could see that. That's that. That sounds like something that would happen. Like a Jordan Peele movie. Uh, well, speaking of, I was gonna say, is that a spoiler for Nope? No, I Nope. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I wouldn't know. Okay. Yeah, I I really wanted yeah. to go see it this yeah. weekend, but I failed. So. All my racist white friends went to go see it without me. And I was like, how dare you go see a movie by a black director without me? Hey, but, I'll wait. I'll wait for you. Okay, we can go <laughs> together. So since we are talking about crazy conspiracy theories, mm. I feel like the segue might be a show we need to talk about to welcome our own comeback um, is the comeback of Stranger Things. And just mm-hmm. like Stranger Things... Uh, we have aged greatly, and <laughs> we no longer look like eleven-year-olds. We yeah. <laughs> we yeah. look we look long, lanky, and stretched out. Like the <laughs> don't they all look stretched out? Like it, yeah. it looks it's wild to like watch people suddenly go through that crazy growth spurt. Like I guess some of the some of the the you know older characters they don't look that much different. Um, maybe Charlie Heaton does because, like, I think he cleaned up his act. He looks a little bit better now. But <laughs> and you know, he's been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was. I heard he was a little wild or something in the beginning. But everyone else, like the younger kids, um, they look stretched out. Like the guy that plays Will Byers, Noah Noah Schnapp. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Schnapp, <laughs> Schnapples. Yeah. But Mister Noah, he looks stretched out. He looks interesting. Yeah, it doesn't help that he's his character seems to like tight, form-fitting shirts. Like that—that's kind of his his go-to thing. It's like, you know. Well, he's the gay one, so he got to you know do all the stereotypical gay shit. Put him like in fishnets and shit. Yeah, he didn't do that. I was hoping for a, a, a cure. One of the kids to go like full like cure fanboy, and that didn't happen yet. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. He should be like in the ballroom culture. He should be like full drag. I need Will. I know we only have one season left, but I want Will to be in full drag next season. <laughs> Is there, was there a big uh, uh, drag scene in Hawkins, Indiana at the, in the 80s? After that fucking earthquake or whatever, spoiler alert. 
Uh, well, we're gonna. We're, there's no way we can really talk about this season without spoilers. So maybe yeah, we should just that, tell people that. Yeah, from this point forward, there will be just fat ass spoilers because I'm talking about everything. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but exactly. One, I guess we can go over just the cool things about this season and the show in general. What we like, yeah. some of our favorite characters, because like I have to speak on Nancy Wheeler, Miss uh, Natalia Dyer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I kind I like her actual. Is her husband? They got married, secretly married, right? Uh, I did not know that, but that makes sense. Okay, but I think though. But either way, Charlie Heaton or whatever, they actually are together in real life, which is crazy. But and then, um, Joe Keery, who we've seen like twice at, um, what was it, Davy Wayne's Fast Time at High Times at Davy Wayne's? Is that what that place is called? Uh, I think it's something like that. Um, but anyway, I was I was not there, but oh, that sounds awesome. I yeah. saw him there. I wish I would have said hi because only one season of Stranger Things had come out at this time. And so you never knew what the show was going to do. Um, now look at it. And I'm like, damn, I could have said hi to him. And he would have been like, damn, I'm kind of feeling you. And then he'd have been like, I'm not even gay like that. But like, I'm down. And then we would have got together. And then I would have been motherfucking his Natalia Dyer. And then next thing you know, we would have been living life. Uh, if if they were going to cast you as a character in Stranger Things, who would you like? How 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 would you fit into the narrative? Like, I would be a Demogorgon. It would it, it, like it's not even. I wouldn't even be happy about it. I'd be <laughs> all excited thinking like I have these fucking awesome lines. And like, yeah, you're gonna have a really cool part. You're gonna like have your own whole little world to like live and thrive in. And I get there on the de- first day, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you're a Demogorgon." Oh, so they so they they're rug pulling you, and I'd be one. like. I'd be like, oh, you're going to put me in makeup? And they're like, no, nah, I ain't even going to put you in makeup. You're just going to be, <laughs> we're just going to s- slap some paint on you and you're just a demogorgon. Your body's already shaped like one. Wow. They, they, they gave you the Lord of the Rings treatment with that one. Yeah. Because I do feel like sometimes my body is shaped like the Grinch. Don't like a lot of the characters in Stranger Things look like the Grinch. Yeah, they've got that that like pouch, that punch <laughs> thing going on. What do you call it? A pouch? Yeah, like yeah, a fupa. Yeah, the de- the demigorgons are nasty. They all got fupas and then <laughs> and like hunchbacks. So I just kind of look like that. Um, but yeah, that yeah, Joe Carey's awesome. Which, by the way, his his character. I- I'm just gonna go out there and, and say it. I think his character was set up to die this season. Like, I really thought he was gonna go because it seemed like his character arc was completing. It was like he's gone full circle from being the like jerk in the first season figuring out his life, like realizing that he still loves like, um, I forget her name, Nancy. And, and then basically like, is maybe the love, maybe they will, they won't they situation going on with the two of them. And then it seemed like I was like, Oh, they're totally going to kill him off. And somehow he survived. If they kill him, they, the whole world was shut down. I'm telling you right now, don't, don't you touch him. You can kill all these other people. You can kill all these little kids. <laughs> well, actually, you, you know, can, the, the show has like a, the show has a pretty good track record of keeping all of the main cast alive. Yeah, they always killed brand new people they introduced. They're like, we need to introduce this new character you're going to really love and they're so sweet and then we're going to kill him. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, Eddie. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, they killed Billy, but I didn't give a fuck. They could have killed Billy a long time ago. Billy was racist as fuck. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, uh, without a doubt. I mean, he was just everything, everything bad as fuck. Um, but the in particular, 
this season had me sort of feeling bad for him because of oh. because of of uh, Sadie's character, um, Max. Because Max, like, she's not she doesn't like like it's an interesting arc with her because she like misses him obviously and feels bad that he's gone, but then it it, it, it sort of is like obviously like she knows he was like kind of a piece of shit. But so you like, feel bad for still, Max. You don't feel bad for Billy. Well, I don't. I wasn't saying I was. I feel bad for Billy necessarily, but it makes you feel what Max is feeling. Is what I'm trying to say. Max was feeling guilt because she's like, I mean, she's like he also was a piece of shit. So like, whatever he died, but maybe like I wanted him to die. <laughs> That's right. what I got it. That's what I got it from. Like she wasn't, she wasn't as sad as she needed to be. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Either way, he should have died. Mm-hmm. He he was terrible. Unless they could have wrapped it up. They, if they would have had him before he got killed, he would have looked at Lucas. All he had to do he had to be one little scene is look at Lucas and say, "I'm sorry. Take care of my sister." And then he died. Mm-hmm. They could have redeemed everything. And and that and like the monster like instead of instead of the monster getting ready to kill Eleven, Eleven's already fucked up. The monster's getting ready to kill Lucas, and he jumps in front of it. If they would have did that, I'd have been like, "Damn, I'm so sad. I'm heartbroken." Like that would have got everybody to fucking love Billy. But no, you had him choke out that black boy and say, "No, you can't date no niggas," and then he killed a whole fucking half of the town. And then I'm supposed to be like, be like, Oh, he saved 11. I'm like, no, you didn't save 11. Her powers are sucked out of her body already. You didn't save nobody. You late. You could have been, you, you the reason they, they end this, this thing. That's like if Donald Trump at the last minute was like, Oh, you guys, I'm going to tell you the truth now. I'm like, nigga, nobody cares. You already fucked everything up. <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah. come in 11th hour and try to act like you could do the hero. All of a sudden you, you messed everything up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dustin, like he's he's perfect. He's funny, yeah. and what is it? I don't know how to say his name. Is it Gatton? That's how I thought you pronounce it. <laughs> okay, but it, yeah, I'm, so that's all I'm gonna say is Gatton. I can't do that last name. His last name looked like a like a Goodfellas character, so I can't do all of that. Sure. Modern, modern, yeah, I can't do all of that. But yeah, yeah. he <laughs> he was a great he was a great character. Him and Steve's relationship is great. Well, it's kind of interesting because like it's almost like Dustin was growing up beyond Steve, you know, and then his friendship with Eddie was kind of blossoming and and Eddie was kind of becoming that like older character that he was looking up to. And then so I was like, oh, they're gonna kill off. <laughs> Sorry to keep harping on this, but they're gonna kill off Steve, and then they're gonna replace him with Eddie. But nope, they did what they always do, and they killed off Eddie and replaced it. And Steve is the reigning champ as always. I don't know why you want to kill off Steve so bad. You need to stop trying to manifest that. Yeah, okay, look, you're look. trying to put me. You're trying to break my heart. I I thought I thought I had called it. I was ready. I was like, oh, it's going down. Like I know exactly where this season is going. It's going to be like Nancy's head might be turned. And then, you know, at the 11th hour, Steve sacrifices himself for the good of the town. Kill Nancy. No, I mean, kill Nancy. Kill Nancy. I mean, honestly, I like her. But like, if you want to solve this love triangle, then get rid of the the point of the triangle. And then it's just two lines on the side. Like, 
and then have Steve and Jonathan yeah. get married. <laughs> I see. I well, literally. Honestly, I am, the disposable one is Jonathan. Let's be real. Like half the season, he's just smoking weed with the pizza guy. Yeah, he's not doing shit. I am the. I'm the agenda. Like the agenda that the the right fears. I that's me. I am the agenda. Uh-huh. I, I'm trying to turn every character into like LGBT, um, because it makes it better. Yeah. So I think now that it kind of went over some favorites, I'm sorry. Like I'm not even going to talk about the older characters, like you know Jim and Joyce, Renata. Them honestly, that storyline is so boring to me. I mm. I just can't do the Russian storyline. I'm like, uh, this is not. It doesn't link up to the whole overall arc as much as I wanted it to. Especially at this stage, the route yeah. that they the route that they took now is like, why do I care about Russia? Right. Yeah. R- Russia. They've really took a back seat in this, uh, and they took a front seat in real life. Um, maybe that's why they kind of like didn't really connect the season too much. But you know, they had to they had to pay off that arc somehow. Yeah. yeah. Not into it. Uh, but I do want to just discuss like how the treatment of some of the characters. I touched on it with Billy and Lucas's character by Caleb. Uh, the actor name is Caleb, but the black, you know, the one black guy. And then they introduce his little sister, Erica. And I was like, cool, we have two black characters. But then the minute we met Erica, like everyone knows her as a sassy black character. She's a sassy black woman. She's kind of angry and mean, but the cool, they made her smart, like hidden figures. And, you know, we're supposed to be like, that's great. You know, black women in STEM, but at the same time, they still made her sassy and a little brat, which is like, whatever. Cool. You know, Cookie Lion did very well. Olivia Pope did very well. Annalise Keaton did very well. <laughs> like all of these, all these really smart women are kind of assholes, but I wasn't that upset about that. I was more upset uh, in this latest season, there was a scene, there was two two scenes that happened in like the last and final episode, that long ass fucking two hour episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when one of the basketball players was came outside to like stop Erica and he like full on tackled her. He body slammed her to the ground. And people mm-hmm. and I said, that's just that's some racist bullshit. And everybody's like, why? I don't understand. I'm like, what okay, name name another character got tackled to the ground like that by somebody. Name name another f- female or male. Probably, I, I, probably Caleb. Caleb. Honestly. Caleb is probably the only other one. So tell me why the, the two siblings, the only two black characters, are the ones getting body slammed by white people. And I'm like, if you're trying to be like, oh, well, we're trying to make it accurate to the to the times, like people are kind of slightly racist. I'm like, oh, why does Hawkins have to be racist? Hawkins literally has like a black police chief. Like, why couldn't they be the one town in Indiana that was just like, we're we're chill, we're not we're not like you know the rest of America. Why couldn't this be? a full-ass fantasy science fiction show like it is, and then just have some elements of just ignoring that or kind of rewriting the history a little bit like it's a Ryan Murphy fucking TV show and just having these characters living normal lives. Instead, I have to see this little girl who's supposed to be the youngest character in the show get body slammed by a grown-ass man, um, and then she has to fight him. None of the other women had to fight anybody. Eleven, maybe. But everybody else, they ain't never got to fight no fucking grown-ass people. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the Caleb had, you know, he had his other basketball player guy who's supposed to be his friend putting them at gunpoint and shit. And I was like, this is crazy. 
Like, you no. I'm like, I'm not, we're not, this is this is silly. Like, I, I feel like it's it's always they love to see black people in pain. They love to, to make money off of our trauma. And then I have white friends and people trying to tell me, oh no, it's not like that, Mike. Like it's just really compelling. I'm like, yeah, it's compelling because we see this on YouTube and Instagram all day. So that's why it's, it, it will, you know, get a visceral reaction, but it's not the one I want. You guys are like, oh, it's such an epic scene. For me, I'm like, this is traumatic. I don't want to see this. It's like, it's, imagine if in this last season, fucking one of the young women goes to the upside down and a de- one of the Demogorgons rapes them. And they're like, we just did this because like, it's just such a visceral, like we want to get visceral reactions out of women to show like how monsters can like do this to them. What? And we'd be like, excuse me? Was that necessary? That was wild. Who wrote this? The guys that did Game of Thrones? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So it's like, that's how I feel about those images they had. Be- only because it wasn't equally distributed across the cast. Like, if you would have, if you would have got Finn, Wolford, or whatever, Mike, if you would have got body slammed by somebody and got knocked out, beat up, punched in the face and got a gun pulled in his face, I'd be like, okay, it's happening to all of them. But no. Somehow Steve was the only one that got his ass beat in this whole show. And he and he's the only one. And and then um Caleb. And mm. so other than that, I'm like, these other people were fighting Russian soldiers and shit. And they ain't got no scratches or licks on them. How the hell is how did these other kids like ain't never had no gun put in their face and like that? So I was like, I don't know. You well, tell I remember- me. I remember when you first started watching the show, you watched like the first episode and then you told me you weren't into it because of the storyline with Caleb. What was the first storyline? Uh, just that he had joined the basketball team and he was distant from the, from the group. Oh, the other oh, season. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was weird. It was like, I get it. I feel like maybe at the beginning, they probably like, we're going to make him kind of separate because He's just, older. Just, yeah, <laughs> he, he looks older. He's only yeah. like one year older than them, though. So like, he ain't that much older than his other actors. Oh, but okay. He's I just he was a couple years older, but maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I, I only thought that because someone told me he looks the same age as them. Yeah, he's not that much older. He's twenty years old. So, and how old is Finn? Who plays? Uh, I don't know, but Sadie, who plays Max, 19. Yeah. Sadie plays Max is twenty. Finn is 20. Uh, Millie oh Bobby gosh. Brown is 18. Millie Bobby Brown's a young one. Her and, uh, and Gatton, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the rest of them are around the same age. And, no, and Will Byers. But we know they're little. Yeah. But, yeah, the very first storyline of this new season was like, oh, Caleb's playing basketball. Because, like, that's very indicative of the 80s. Is it, though? Because there's very few 80s movies that have black people playing basketball because y'all was still be- too busy being racist. We were just like gang members in the 80s and stuff. Or the cool fucking kid who loves hip-hop. The basketball players were like Michael J. Fox and uh, <laughs> like those guys. You know, I can't think of anyone else, but it was like, it was still the popular kid, white guys. You know, the 80s mm. movies back then. So mm-hmm. they could have mm-hmm. made Finn play basketball. And he, that could have been his storyline. They could have made Noah be playing basketball. Uh, in <laughs> I'm sorry. I, when you said Michael J. Fox, I was thinking of Jamie Fox for a second, so I was really confused. But then, once I processed what you said, wasn't wasn't Michael J. Fox? Isn't the movie where he plays basketball? He's like a teenage werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
he turns into basically a black person and they make him better at playing. Oh my god! We see that's a whole nother. See, I could that sounds very hotep of me to come into that. <laughs> but think about it. Teen Wolf is like well, he's at night. He turns into like a vicious kind of character. It looks dangerous and could be violent, especially towards white women. Um, but actually, deep Uh-oh. down, he's like a good guy. He's just he looks a little rough around the edges, but it makes him great at sports. Mm, he's black. Uh, <sighs> wow. Yeah. Watch Teen Wolf now. Now they and they got a whole new show about it and everything. And tell me I'm wrong because is there any black people in that new one? No, it's a bunch of white guys turning into wolves. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. But they're never doing science fiction right. Black people in science fiction get did dirty. We we I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. It's like we're in other worlds. These are uh strange circumstances and then they still somehow find a way to incorporate racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of the best science fiction like like with black characters in it is often metaphorically related to racism or prejudice or that sort of stuff. But this is this is my opinion. So like I mean you don't you can challenge me if you want if you don't if you don't see it that way. I'm not, it's not, it's not like you not seeing it that way. It's not going to be like, oh, well, it's because you're, you're white. No, no, no. I, I can't push back on that because the very first show I thought of was Lovecraft Country, which is very much inspired by racism. <laughs> Written but, by a white guy also. The, yes. The book, not the show. So it, it, exactly. And the whole thing focuses around racism still. It's like, yeah. that's, that's like our fantasy storyline, which is what, and you know, there are black authors out there who have written science fiction and fantasy who have kind of just, they do their own thing, but even they kind of still incorporate that. Like, it, like I get it's part of my, it's a part of my history, but it's part of your history too. That's what fucks me up about the critical race conversations, the conversations of slavery. Y'all act like it's just my history. Who does? The American people, the general public, the world. They act like you got, we act like slavery and civil rights movement is just history for black people. But that's not how it works. It's history for everyone. It's not just mine. I'm not the only one supposed to know about it. You should know more about it than I should because I wasn't even, my people weren't even educated enough to keep record. You were. So you should know more about what's going on back then than I should. Right. Okay. And you're saying, and you're saying that that's basically like the backlash against that is like saying, like, not my. Hashtag not my history. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, I don't need to know about that. I'm like, what do you mean? You were there too. Like, it does. It wasn't just like black people made themselves slaves, <laughs> and yeah. we're just sitting in the woods like slaves. And but but it's kind of a it's kind of a double edged sword though. What you're saying because you're basically saying, okay, well, you know, on the one hand, racism like should be taught more, but on the other hand, it shouldn't show up in sci fi. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's kind that, of what it sounds like. No, I'm saying it's always our storylines. It's never yeah. your storyline. So if you're going to put it in science fiction, why does the black character have to go? Oh, I'm dealing with racism. Why doesn't the white heroic character say, "Oh, I'm dealing with racism, being a racist"? Why have we never seen that? Why? Why have we never well, seen? But, but aren't they inherently not heroic if they are? Dealing with racism. On Who said the, on that? Who said that? 
So you so so like if if, if we think that, then we're trying to say then it's like either you're gonna justify the critical race theory or or you're gonna deny it. If you're gonna deny it, then you should be able to talk about it and not feel like you were the villain. I don't. It's not. I'm not saying like they're they're gonna be Billy. I'm not saying make the main character Billy. I'm saying Finn or. 11 or will could have said you guys like i feel weird that we made uh caleb the the black guy from ghostbusters like is that was that fair no one says that Mm, no one no one no one went home and had like a existential crisis about it and i get it that y'all don't in real life y'all don't fucking do that (laughs) but this is fantasy like maybe passingly Yeah, this is it's a science fiction. It's just I feel like summer of June 2020 was an existential crisis. I guess, I guess, and, and then I guess two years later, everything's fine. I just think that with women, female characters and characters of color, because I'm not going to say this is just black people, right. our storylines revolve around that identity. And then white male characters, especially heterosexual ones, they get to have other complex storylines that have nothing to do with them being a white man. They never talk about them being a white man, mm. but they all, we all, everyone else has to talk about, they're like, oh, but I'm a woman. I need to have a child or maybe not have a child or maybe have sex or fall in love. And then the black characters or Hispanic characters or Latin characters or Asian characters or trans characters or gay characters, lesbian characters, they always be like, I'm a lesbian, I'm trans, I'm Asian, I'm black. Like we always have to talk about that, but y'all never got to talk about being a white dude. You got a whole fucking show like The Boys, and it's just white people all up and through it. Nazis and shit, all kinds of stuff. Not one person has said, oh, being like a white dude is a trip. Like, what does it mean that I'm a white man? Never. They don't have, they don't, y'all ain't never got to think about it. You get to just fucking go through the whole movie and just deal with all your other shit. You're a drunk. You're an alcoholic. Oh, my daddy was mean to me and all this stuff. Like, yeah, we had to do that too. But we also got to talk about our fucking identity that you guys don't even like. Like that in a, in a show, in a fake, made up fantasy show. I'm just saying. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But tell me, you, you, you give me a show that has a character that, has, that is a non-white, head, cis-head white male and tell me that they haven't ever talked about their identity as part of their storyline. Mm. Even Disney did it. When they had the one black Disney princess, it's like we focused on the fact that she was kind of like black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems it, it it's interesting because I think a lot of what seems in vogue is is identity stories. For but what not about y'all? Well, does anybody want that perspective? I wasn't under the impression this was a need to have like like uh, perspective. I feel like everyone's kind of sick of the of the white person's perspective. Uh but I think I think we're sick of the white person's perspective because the white person's perspective, at least the ones that's portrayed in media, is associated with normalcy, and we know that's not true. We know that you got complex shit going on in your brain too. That's not just like physical uh, complications, like alcoholism or something, or you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be the hero. I need to save the world like that. Everybody deals with that bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like deal with your identity. We need the identity crisis of like your place in the world like what have you done to the world am i contributing to the world am i destroying the world am i a hero actually or have i done a lot of fucked up things am i actually a bad guy like why we never have those storylines so if i'm saying if we're not going to do that then i don't want to see them but i think it's a cop-out to to say that 
anytime it's anyone else, we have to talk about their identity because we're just trying to give you guys more attention. No, just put us in a fucking role. Just we, everybody wants visibility. I promise you, I don't think everybody wants. Or we're not like asking for a hundred Emmett Till fucking biopics to come out this year. That's not. No. We, we do not want that. We just want a rom com that comes out and it's just a black woman in it, and she just falls in love with an Asian man, and they just they fall in love. And the storyline is goofy because like they used to work together or something, and they're anxious and you know one of them's a little bit older and there's like an age gap and but then they fall in love fall in love fall back in love in the story how much, how much of it though do you think is like um you know the right the writers instilling their own perspective versus like the studio saying like we want your perspective wink wink nudge nudge like do you think the writers are are adding the... Well, I th- I think like naturally, like when you get your own voice in a story and you're able to tell a story you want to tell, your perspective is going to come through. That doesn't necessarily mean that your perspective is solely specific to your identity, but I think it in- involves it in some degree. But how the hell, if a white, if a cishead white man can't even talk about his own fucking identity, how can his perspective be able to fully capture the identity or perspective of a woman or person of color? If they're the ones writing it, if you're just saying, if you're telling me the ones that are coming up with it, how did they, how did they even come up with that? Okay, and now they, he lost me. What do you mean? Are they just assuming? You're, you're, because you're saying it's coming from their. You're saying how much is this coming from their perspective? Reason why they're written this way. I'm saying, in what what part of their mind is like, oh well, I think a lot about the black struggle of like a character like Caleb Lucas in this, and like what they went through playing basketball and stuff. I think about that a lot, so let me write that in. I don't. I don't think that's their perspective. I think they literally are just assuming that that's that's like that's all they know about black people because that's all media talks about, or that's all people care about is our is our pain. So they're he's going to be the character in the most like in the most pain, physical or emotionally, outside of eleven. The rest right. of them, the rest of them, got nothing to be sad about. Like maybe Will, but oh wait. Why is Will so sad? Oh, because he's the gay one. Right. And Will's sad. Caleb's sad. Sadie's sad because she's in love with the gay guy. Or not a gay guy, a black guy. <laughs> Whoa. Twist. <laughs> Plot twist. Caleb and William were gay. But yeah. I don't... It's... The, I'm, not, I'm not saying this as like it is what it is. I'm just saying this is my perception. Right. People say that Mike's character is kind of pointless, right? You said that. Oh, people have said that. You said Jonathan ain't really do nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Why? I, yeah, I didn't say that about Mike, but that is, that is true. But because the reason why they are coming off that way is because of how how when you when white people are written in the shows, they just play just people. They don't even have no backstory sometimes. They don't even have no no struggle or anything going on. It's just I'm just living my life. Well, I think the, the, the idea that we're circling here and something that, that Stranger Things was doing this season, I think, was using trauma as like a core part of the storytelling. So like, you know, when you think about Vecna's character, who's like the main villain and apparently has been throughout the whole series, um, which was a cool reveal, I thought, he, he seemed to target people who had trauma and, you know, guilt or, or, or feelings that, you know, were traumatic in nature and, and exploited those people. And then like, you know, 
use them as his victims. And they obviously, the, all the people we talked about have some form of trauma, although Caleb was not, didn't really have a trauma actively, you know, but like Max certainly did. But he didn't? Like, it, based on that, Vecna should have wrapped his ass up and snapped him in half a long time ago. Right. The way, you mean the way that they're treating his character. Yeah, the way they're treating his character. If he's a black guy that went through so many black hardships, then, like, he should have been, all black people should have been got. Oh, and they definitely thought about it, because who was the fucking third person that got snapped and killed? Patrick, who was the only other black guy on you the You knew his name? Team. Well, I knew it because we looked it up. Oh, I'm about to say yeah. that's like they did that character dirty. I was like, okay, we knew the first girl, Chrissy, was like a low key drug addict. <laughs> Not a drug addict, she smoked weed. But we knew Chrissy was like dealing with some shit with her mom and all that, and probably her weight and stuff like that. And so Vecna snapped her ass up. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Sadie or Sink, who plays uh, Max, we mm-hmm. knew that she had her Billy shit, and so that's why he wanted to snap her up. But mm-hmm. the black guy, oh, and then the other guy who's like, he crashed a car or something, and the whole family died, and he crawled out of the car and left him. I well, Steve, like, actually, when I saw that character, I was like, oh, he's a, he's a white kid who has trauma, who he did something horrendous. The, you know, it was an accident, but that ended up killing a bunch of people. I was like, classic white guys <laughs> killing, killing a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's our trauma. Not, not, not really relatable. <laughs> they killed him off right away. <laughs> yeah, but then what was the black guy's trauma? Uh, his dad, I think he had an abusive relationship with his dad. If uh, I remember correctly, his dad I, was like, they did. Ha- it just felt like his was such a throwaway. I feel like he just got snapped up. And all I knew was like, damn, it's maybe Vector just snapped him in half because he was black. <laughs> well, the guy, the guy I thought they were going to have be the fourth victim was the dude who, who the basketball chief, who's like lost his girlfriend and is like going crazy and like pulled his gun on Caleb. I thought well, that guy was going to be the victim because he seemed traumatized as, as hell. Uh, yeah, but that's not good enough. You're when you guys have existential crisis with your feelings. That's that's not trauma. That's just like you guys are going through a rough patch. You're saying this because we can't admit that we have trauma. No, I'm I'm saying that's what they portray. They they are saying that when when Max, a woman, when uh, a, a female woman character who, when her brother died, she heard that trauma was enough for her to, to be Vecna's victim. But this other white guy who thinks the whole world is fucking Satan worshippers and is out there trying to kill people and, think, and his girlfriend died, he his is not enough for Vecna to go after. Yeah, that is weird. They have to kill weird. somebody. Chrissy didn't kill anyone. Chrissy didn't murder nobody. Max didn't murder anybody. But they're, but Vecna sure was wanting to go after them. But the, the, mm. for the guy, for it to, and the black guy, he got his ass beat or whatever by his dad. Because what? All the black characters in the show get their ass beat. What did I say? What did I say? I said what I said. Anyway, <laughs> yep. if you didn't make that our storyline, then tell me why the only three black characters in the show, all stories revolve around somebody abusing them in some way. Whether it's, it's not from their family, but other characters abusing them. And last time I checked, didn't nobody physically abuse me when I grew up. I grew up with a lot of white people. I whooped their ass. They, <laughs> it was, they was not abusing me. Maybe emotionally or psychologically because the way the systems are set up. <laughs> but physically, hell no. Right. But that's what they did in Stranger Things. So it just, it irks me the wrong way. Also, I think Vecna is, they were alluding that Vecna was gay too. When? 
And when he was like the little boy, he was like, he said like he was different and he was kind of like, he was, it, it made, before they revealed that little boy was Vecna, they revealed that little boy was, was a little fruity. <laughs> hmm, I missed that. The da- the, like the, the dad more or less like alluded to it. Hmm. And, and the reason why I even make that connection is because why did he link up with Will and have so much in common with Will? The mind flare was all up in Will's all up in Will's mind and, and, and everything and can relate to him. Why would a mind flare be able to relate to him if it's Vecna? They're, wow. they're, they're alluding to the same thing. Uh, which they do this in Hollywood a lot. They make the fucking characters, at least they make them queer to some extent. Queer meaning that it's unsure of, you know what they're into or how they identify. It's not nat- whatever they identify is, is not the natural, normal media portrayal. Mm. Like he, he, you know, Vecna or one or whatever his name is, he doesn't have like a girlfriend or a wife or something. And he just, and he misses her a lot and just wants to see her one day. He's, he was, he was a grown ass man who was basically like mistreated and shit and grew up like a, you know, psychic Michael Jackson in this fucking laboratory <laughs> and got mad and started snapping kids in half and snapping people's heads off. So like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. They, I hope they hear this and they don't make him gay in the end because I'm going to call your ass out. <laughs> don't you be doing the LGBT community like that. At a certain point in time, we're going we to get a little angrier than we have been that we always have to be portrayed as like that, that links to like violence. Well, I mean, what did you, what did you think about like Will's character? Like what, like his, I feel like he was so sad. It, was, it made me sad, you know? I guess they're trying to say he's in love with Mike, which Mike, I'm sorry. Ugh, I don't know how to say this without being rude. It's just not Mike's appearance. It's I think it's the hair. I don't want to say it's Finn, because Finn, that's I'm not gonna do Finn like that. But he has intense bone structure. So, you know, that has nothing to do with his hair. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it. I, that was, but I'm saying the hair and com- and company with the, the intense bone structure. He's just like Benedict Cumberbatch bone structure, where it's like, ooh. It's like sharp edges and sharp turns. So, mm. you know, I'm just like, that's a that's a thing for some people, but you know, the Timothy Chalamet look ain't for everybody. So uh I'm so like basically Will, what you're trying to say is I'm just like Will. All that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, Will, why are you going in that direction? There's so many other people. Like, have a fucking crush on Caleb secretly. Like I guess, yeah, I guess that's it. Because like Maya Hawk, um, her character whose name I am forgetting, Robin. Is yeah. like a great character, and obviously she has an unrequited love storyline. The, the writers, but, but the writers did not make her lesbian. The they chose that. That's the, interesting. I, from what that... I from what I know is Joe Curie and Maya Hawk said maybe they shouldn't get together. The writers wanted them to get together, but they were uh, like, no, it'd be cool if she's just like a lesbian. They're friends, so yeah, that is that a cool storyline. Give that one up to Gen Z and millennials. That's who did. That's who wrote that one. Yeah. Or Gen Z, because the millennials are the writers. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the, yeah, so like it's, it's her story even is like, it's, I get it's the time, like, you know, in the 80s, it wasn't like everyone was out and proud and like, and so they're trying to make it like, it is kind of hard to navigate, even now today. Especially in, in a small town. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but even 2022, it's hard to navigate. So like, I get it. Right. 
why they would write it this way. But at the same time, yeah. it's like, just make, like, you don't be, be the fucking change. How cool would it have been if Robin's character just talks to that girl earlier on and then they hit it off and that's her girlfriend. And like, they're, they're all in peril in this last, you know, the last 30 minutes of the episode, but then her girlfriend comes and fucking saves them. Which by the way, I did not know this, but that, well, uh, that actor who plays her, um, Amy Beth McNulty is from like another Netflix show called Anne with an E. Do you know that one? I do not. I, is that Anne? Is that Anna Green Gables? Just I think it's that. Yeah, it's the Anna Green Gables show. Uh, uh, yeah. They make too many of those. I'm, I'm so sick of seeing. It. If I have to see another Anna Green Gables or Heidi or some shit, a Pollyanna or somebody, I'm so sick of that shit. I, 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 I get it. Like I, that's a fun era and that's a fun you know time to play around with. And then also like you know you got the Jane Austen stories and stuff like that. But they keep making these shows and these Bridgertons and these persuasions and all that. And I, that's a fucking huge following. I get it. I will give. I think Bridgerton did correct. Where they added, they're like, you know, Shonda Rhimes, like, it's going to be a fucking weird-ass world that's multicultural. But mm. the other ones don't do it so much. They just, like, make it completely accurate. And I'm like, this is a waste of time. Yeah, I think, you know, a- anything developed going forward, like, you could probably just do your own thing. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to make it period accurate in terms of the cast. Also, like, that's rarely that important. A lot of things were not even accurate to the period it was just based it was literally literally based on racism the thing is, that's what, true the because reason- they make sure that like no one's there when it's like that's not true like if you see like any episodes of like friends and it's like oh what there's no black people in new york that's just ridiculous oh not even black people what about puerto rican or dominican or anything yeah one of the most diverse cities in the world and it's like no yeah, there's only white people on this show only white people funny. on this show there's maybe one black person that's like funny and quippy but yeah, so it's like if if you remake like the Outsiders, the new Outsiders better have some fucking people of color in it. I actually don't know what that is. The Outsiders. It was a book. Yeah, I never read it. It was a book about gangs and inner city gangs. Well, why is that? Why is that the one that has the people of color in it? Well, because I'm saying that that <laughs> like when that, when that Gables. no, I'm saying when that book was written and that movie came out, there was no people of color in it, and I'm saying that's not true in any way. Because how could you have a movie about inner city violence and gangs when you know that how you portray us anyway? But the, I'm saying racism was so prevalent in Hollywood and didn't want to give you know didn't want to give limelight or give the, the the spotlight to to people of color that they admitted us from a movie where where we. St- statistically should have even been in based on you know on your racist beliefs wow i'm saying White, I'm, whitewashing I'm, yeah. yeah you like literally make a movie they like in 1933 they could make a movie about slavery and there wouldn't even be any black people in it because they didn't want no black actors on the in the movie right yeah think about how many black people are in gone with the wind three <laughs> it's like yeah it's like one one two or three or something like what you didn't uh, mean to tell me you had that that's all the mini slaves you had you had that big ass house you didn't have all that's a lie that's a lie it should have been a whole house full of niggas in that movie. But if they did that, they would have had five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten Hattie McDaniels, and they're not about to do that back in that back time. Yeah, so, and they would have had to like acknowledge it and make people uncomfortable. Exactly. So I'm, all I'm saying is, if you're going to remake or adapt material, old uh, source material, whether it's an original story or whether it's from a book, now is the time to make those changes that should have been made to begin with. It's not, it's not a diversity like initiative. It's not like uh, Hollywood trying to pander. It's just literally correcting a, a, a past mistake or a bad behavior. 
Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you're taking your own advice, like based on what you were saying earlier, it doesn't even have to be quote unquote about race. It can be about anything. It just has to be like, they just have to be characters in the world having their own storylines. Like, you know how people get all upset, like, Oh, everything's like woke now. And it's all like these like identity based politics stories. It's like, well, no, you can, you can have literally just the same actors, like, like, like different actors playing the same roles and it can be just like whatever the story is. If it's a story about NASCAR drivers or, or just drivers in general, then it could just be people who are driving cars and their storylines are all about like, you know, who's going to win the race. Doesn't have to be. I mean, I guess that is a story about race, but different kind. You know. Yeah, I mean? I'm fine with that race. Well, I, I, I think just to to round it out because I, you know, maybe it could be easily said that I'm reaching. I don't think I am because I'm not. I'm not speaking on just. I'm trying to broaden it out. Like we 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 keep kind of like going back to the black thing. This isn't just me with a gripe about black representation. This right. is this is about all representation of anyone that is not a character that looks like Finn Wolford or Joe Keery. Um, they they all get to have these storylines that go beyond their identity. But if you're Gatton, who has like actual bone, you know, uh, medical conditions and stuff like that, his character talked about not having a collarbone. His character talked about his teeth. Um, so we focused on that. That's a real life issue that he deals with. Um, then you have Caleb's character, Lucas. He, t- he has to deal with being black. Maya's character, uh, Robin, she has to deal with being a lesbian. Like Will's character, he has to deal with being gay. Like those are all their identities. That's their storyline in this, in this movie, in this show. This show got aliens and monsters and science fiction and, and tele- telekinetic powers. There's all this stuff. And somehow the backstories for all these people are just, I'm struggling because I have an identity. Um, yeah. And that's my struggle. That's pretty much all I go through. Reason why I think that's a problem is because it erases that also we can deal with other shit that everyone else also deals with. Like, I if I go up to someone and I'm sad, everyone probably I'm like, do people just assume I'm only sad because I'm black? And not just because you're human and you had a bad day. Yeah, because I had a bad day. I could, I could just be sad because like a chemical reaction in my body. I could just be sad because someone passed away. I could be sad because I watched a movie and it, like, it just was like a romantic comedy and it was so sweet and it touched me and so I'm emotional right now. Like, but I, I, I know speaking for myself, I have to be very mindful of my emotional reaction, or at least this is how my trauma has set set it up for me. Because <laughs> I, I think people are going to assume that it always ties in somehow to my black identity or my uh, queer identity, because those things are those those are my main storylines, or at least that's how it's portrayed. But I'm like, I'm going to other, I'm going through the same normal shit that everybody else has gone through. And we, and we and every now and then we do people do relate and be like oh I was feeling you the same way and stuff like that oh I was going through this too and and then we suddenly forget you know we're not even thinking about that once we get into it but that's because of 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 that person I'm interacting with or even myself we stop we we're not focusing on my black identity we could easily keep harping back to that even like we I could have talked about this whole podcast episode. And never mentioned Caleb and um, the or not Caleb, but never mentioned Lucas and Erica and their black mm-hmm. identity. All the other characters have still got the same message across. But of course, I'm going to focus on the black identity because 
I I'm all I'm from America too. I I'm part of this I'm part of this country just as much as like the the, the goods and the bads of this country, and that is focusing on my storyline being black. Like I I I what I guess I'm trying to get at is that I can understand why they write these things this way because this is how we talk and how we speak and how we were taught, which is why I'm like the education has to be corrected that this isn't just the thing that I need to talk about. This is something that y'all need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Without me in the room, you should be able to talk about it without me in the room. Like, I shouldn't, you know, like, it, if it's four white guys sitting in a room, y'all should be able to be like, oh, man, like, the other day I watched the Emmett Till movie and, like, I was thinking about, like, you know, have that conversation. But it probably won't happen. You're like, no, we're going to talk about it when no one else is around because I feel like it'll be offensive. Um, or it, it'll make me uncomfortable. Or to call you out, you know, you'd be like, I don't really watch that show because, like, it makes me, it's, it brings up things that I don't want to think about, you know? And because, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I always keep going back to that on you. I'm like, see, yeah. see, see what that looks like. I'm like, because you don't want to, you don't want to have, you don't want to spend 30 minutes feeling the way someone feels their entire life. So you choose not to watch it. But then why do I have to watch it? Or why does yeah. it even exist? So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. That's my piece. That's fair. I'm thinking. Uh, not thinking. I'm taking it in. Okay. I mean, you, by all means, you, you, <laughs> I, I'm talking, I could be talking half bullshit. So you can, you, can, you can challenge me. But I feel like it's just hard. I feel like we put ourselves in a position where it's like you, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it, it comes off like to, for you to challenge me, would be you to be challenging anti-racism or something. And I'm not this, I'm not speaking on anti-racism. I'm not, I'm not that's no. not what I'm speaking about. I, I'm speaking about just like perceptions of media and how I perceive it and, and, and how it makes me feel as a writer and as a viewer and as a black person and as a queer person. That's all. And I, so like, it's, it doesn't mean it's, it's true completely. It's true for me. So, right. Yeah, yeah there, I mean, there's there's nothing I need to push back on on that. It's your point of view. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, yeah. My my point of view is the the second two episodes took too long to be edited. Oh, absolutely. They should have been mean. cut down. They were too long. They were way too long. Yes, I the agree. Dad, the daddy episode, I did not care about that Matthew Bonin's character like that. I'm sorry, but we, we could have we could have cut out half of that episode. What episode are you talking about? The episode called Papa. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I blocked it out. Just like, just like Eleven fucking, she blocked out a, a, the entire place getting their heads popped Ooh, off. But you know and, what that reminds me of? There's the two black characters in the military. There's the one who's like the guy who was supposed to protect like Will and all of them. And then there's the other guy who's like the general and he's like the evil one. And there's a scene where he's, they're torturing each other. Or, he, or the general's torturing the other guy. So that so honestly makes your be, point. Because it's a podcast and we don't have a video, just, just know that I'm making faces over here <laughs> because I said what I said. I I forgot about those characters, but yes, the other two black characters. The only black person that hasn't got the ass beat yet is a, is a sheriff. Yeah. So protect him at all costs. I hope he runs and hides somewhere. Are we oh. sure he made it through the earthquake? Like, he might be in the ground somewhere. <laughs> Vecna might have got him and snapped him up. No, they're gonna watch in this last season. They're gonna have people gonna just be walking and somebody gonna come and punch the shot of him for no reason. 
And you'll be like, what? Why'd you do that? They'd be like, oh, we just had to get a lick in because we can't just have these niggas running around scot-free. Like, oh, oh no. Oh. I, yeah. It is what it is. I'm it saying. It is what it is. Do, I mean, that, yeah, no, do no. better. Just do better, Duffers. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, did you, <laughs> you know, despite all that, Mrs. Lincoln, did you like the play? <laughs> like, did is, you actually like the season? Oh my God! Did someone actually say that to her? No, it's a joke. It's a uh, very in poor taste joke. Uh, I was like, poor, poor Mrs. Lincoln. Goodness, they're like, did you like the play? She's like, yeah, it was cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone answer her on answer for her on the Because I'm even more vulgar. I'm trash. That's amazing. But, but yeah, I liked. Um, I liked it. I that's the thing is I can be very critical and have all these little gripes about a show, but did I watch every fucking episode the minute it came out? Yes. Did uh am I like a fan who wrote about it, you know, through my job and stuff like that? Yes. Am I like, you know, close to super fandom where <laughs> I can, you know, fucking tell you all about all the characters to a certain degree? Yeah. That that's the reason why I'm so critical, is because I'm because I thought about each of these characters long and hard and their experiences and I and their and I think the way how we deal with their traumas are different and it's not fair to people of color or queer people that are how our how our trauma is treated. Our trauma is treated as something that'll get good ratings. Mm. Other people's trauma is treated well, and other people being mostly cis, cis head uh, white men, their trauma is treated as a compelling story that <laughs> like fleshes out the character. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's like when you're really good friends with someone and you know them well enough to know their flaws. It's kind of like that. It's like, I still love you. Like I really loved the experience of hanging out with you for eight hours, but I I, I do have some opinions if you're open to hearing. So, okay. To, to, to put the nail on the head and then, hit the nail on the head and, and finish this out. I'm going to do a quick Marvel Cinematic Universe comparison. Now, do it. there's uh, the Falcon. We know his character has dealt with his black identity very much so. That has been part of his storyline. I was a whole fucking storyline, a uh, Winter Soldier and, mm-hmm. and Falcon. And um, then we also have... She wasn't supposed to be black, but she was because Zoe Zaldana played her or whatever. But Gamora, we know who we know what we dealt with her. She had daddy issues and he whole ass killed her <laughs> and threw her off a cliff. Uh, right. so, um, we know what happens to her. Um, then anybody that's in the Black Panther, the whole fucking movie is about being black. I get that. It's cool. Yes, it's great. They were rich. Everyone's like, but they were rich. I'm like, okay, yeah. But being rich does not mean that now that you still get to talk about our race and, and, and you know, treat us that way. But in it also, Killmonger and Black Panther fight each other to the death um, and kill each other, you know, simultaneously. Thought he killed Black Panther, then he comes back and then he kills Killmonger. So there we go. Black people killing each other, just like the two uh, agents or whatever in Stranger Things. Then you have War Machine. Um, he's kind of, he was seemed like he was doing okay. He was fine, right? And I thought everything was going to be good. I was like, he's a very sub character. He's very in the back and the cut. Ain't nothing going to happen to him. No. Um, 
Falcon. He breaks his leg, doesn't he? No, Falcon shoots him out of the sky. The uh, one black character shoots him out of the sky in Civil War and causes him to crash, and then he injures himself. So the black guy was the one that made him do that. Oh, yeah. Just like every other, like Killmonger, Black Panther, Falcon, War Machine, Agent Dude, and um, Military Guy. So it's... The, the the way that the, the black characters are brutalized, whether it's emotionally brutalized or physically brutalized, is always just so much more intense. And maybe that has something to do with how people perceive our pain tolerance or they're like, but you guys like went through slavery and stuff. So like, you should be able to handle it. But I don't think everyone else has to deal with that. And I'm not going to get into details because if I explain who I'm talking about or identities I'm talking about, people will people will drag me and cancel my ass because that's how that's how badly we're not allowed to talk about their trauma. I'm gonna leave it at that. You can let that be whoever you want to think of it, who I'm talking about. But we do not use other people's trauma as their storylines and their identities and their characters in Hollywood because it would it would it, it's offensive. So, you read it. You can read into all the lines you want to about that. I'm not going to say, you know, you know, I'm not going to get into it. But other people don't have to do that. And so that's that's all I'm saying. I watch. I can watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I watch Stranger Things, and all these comparisons seem very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then you have like the Winter Soldier who like killed everybody, and everyone's like, "But he's cool. We're friends with him still." But guess, yeah. who's the, guess who's the only person that fucking forgives him? The guy who got his... Who, he, he killed his fucking dad. And he, they had to take him into their country and help him. Come on now. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm saying. Do better about your black characters. Or let me write them. Yeah, I like that idea. Watch, watch I write like black characters is exactly the same. <laughs> they're, like all, <laughs> they're all like fighting each other and killing each other. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, no, I mean, I think, like, you should be able to do it without... Like, it should be so normal that they just, like, have, you know, the same storylines as everyone else that you can do that and it not be triggering. That's my opinion. Yeah. But we'll see. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. Or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.